Yo, yo, what's going on, Bro Talk family? Eric here. Got my brother Jim Marcus on, and a special guest today, Mr. Charles Hayes. And uh, man, today we're gonna bring you. Uh, I don't know if you were on the last podcast, but man, we 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 starting on part two of this heart thing, man. And uh, so today we're gonna dive into the heart reset. And um, man, once we get into this, man, I'm definitely gonna relay, uh, you know, how God has been working in me, how my heart has been checked this whole entire time that um, I started a fast about four or five days ago. So my heart has been checked every day since and uh, every day since the last podcast. But, you know, me and my brothers, we're going to bring you some uh, some great uh, nuggets and things and the word of God that you know God wants us to give out to you guys so that we can help you in your life and help <coughs> you check your heart. So uh, I'm going to pass it over to my brother, DeMarcus. <coughs> Excuse me. Can you hear me, Hey, uh, bro, talk and I hope everyone well. The little delay has some difficulties. He's already trying to work early. Um, but as brother E said, man, we're coming out with some amazing fire, man, uh, from last episode. So, uh, dealing with the heart. And this time, man, I think we needed some backup. So we brought on uh, a special guest. Uh, uh, my brother uh, just met him um, and one of E good friend, uh, Charles Hayes. So, you know, I'm going to turn it over, man, and let him introduce himself and, you know, let him tell you a little bit about himself. And then, hey, we're going we're gonna to get this thing cracking. All right. Well, uh, hope you all can hear me well. <clears throat> Uh, brother Jamarcus, brother Eric, uh, definitely appreciate you guys and the uh, the invite. Man, it, it means a lot to um, oh, you know have a relationship. Uh, you know, in, in a church setting, a lot of times you know uh, you see a person once a week, maybe twice a week, Bible study, something like that. But um, it's usually something different than just you know a familiar face that calls you to connect with a person, and then uh, you know after you know, years of being separated and moving to a different state, and both of us moving to different states and everything like that, uh, to still, you know, stay connected and, and stay in a place of respect for a person. Um, it's something that I don't take for granted ever. And um, just kind of, you know, how this, this invite kind of organically came about, it was just, you know, just, some, uh, you know, not me trying to, you know, make any kind of particular impression on him, but just kind of just being myself and then, you know, us kind of having common, you know, ways of thinking, ways of seeing the world. And it just kind of intertwined. I didn't even know he had a podcast. So I was just like, wow, I'm thinking like, you know, and then I come up on here and he's like, this is episode 20. I'm like, wow, man, I didn't even know you had this going on. So, uh, you know, needless to say, man, it's, a, it's an honor to, um, you know, be invited and uh, definitely looking forward to the conversation, um, looking forward to, you know, what can come out of this, you know, because uh, anytime that, you know, brothers get together, that's like-minded, um, or even if they're not like-minded, just to, just to be able to, uh, you know, have adult, manly interaction and conversation um, is always a benefit, man. So definitely pray that, um, you know, God will be glorified and that, um, you know, this will be productive and, uh, you know, really just, 
provide something to somebody because there's always an opportunity for ministry to be done. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you set out to do yeah. ministry, uh, even though that is kind of somewhat the platform of what we're doing here. Uh, but, you know, just in this day and time, man, just conversation is needed. Um, being able to interact and dialogue is so needed in our communities. And so, uh, man, hopefully we can, well, actually, I don't even say hopefully, I know for sure, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we're going to make great progress and we're going to do something impactful tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, what's going to happen and I'm excited to be a part of it as well. But I guess I didn't introduce myself like that. <laughs> My name is Charles, uh, Charles Hayes. I'm down here in uh, South Florida now, live like in the West Palm Beach, uh, Wellington area. Um, originally from South Georgia. So I was born in Albany, Georgia. I uh, lived there for you know a couple, two, three years. Uh, lived in like the Tallahassee area for a couple years. Went to uh, Athens, Georgia for like kindergarten. Uh, moved out to Compton, California, late 80s, lived in Compton and um, in Hawaiian Gardens for a couple years, late 80s, like 87 through uh, 89. Moved to Raleigh in 1990 and spent, you know, the good majority of my life there, uh, probably a good, you know, for lack of simple math, like 25 years in Raleigh. And um, this has been about a year and a half that me and my wife and my family have moved down to uh, South Florida. So like this is, you know, uh, Kind of just a new place we get adjusted to. Um, you know, I've been married 12 years, 12 and a half years. It'd be 13 years in, uh, in February. And I got two boys, uh, Charles and Daniel. So they are uh, eight and five years old, respectively. So, uh, yeah, man, we rocking and rolling, man. Uh, you know, just taking it one day at a time, man, but enjoying the journey as we go. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. We're glad, definitely glad to have you on, man. For sure. Hey, definitely glad to say, man. Uh, platform that we have now, podcast came out of nowhere. Um, everybody knows how me and E met each other. It was literally like one day, and he was like, "Hey, I always thought about doing a podcast," and I was like. Shoot me too, and then God and like setting stuff in our laps ever since then, like blessing this whole thing. So, um, always give praises out to God for that, and then also just giving Him praises for bringing you on because somebody needs to hear something that you got to say today. So, I am very let's get into hey, last episode we got in, and uh, he brought us a verse from Matthew. Um, and this verse literally took us down a road of different paths about the heart. All right. Yeah. And, you know, at work, me and he was talking about like the last podcast. And I was like, bro, like, I think we need to continue on about this heart thing, because I don't think a lot of people understand that how much of a how your heart plays into like your ministry and everything that goes on with God. And we were sitting there and I, and you know, at that time I've like been battling and stuff and was like, man, I know my mind knows what to do with God. My mind knows right and wrong, but for some, somehow, some way we still battling. And he looked up and he was like, yeah, man, we need like a reset. 
like on a Nintendo game, like somebody needs to hit the reset button. And I was like, is it our mind? And to reset our hearts. All right. We need to reset our hearts. So I got to see them in a verse that I and out of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verses, read it off. Um, it just goes, the Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul. And so you may live like that was the first one I found. And I, I found it so meaningful because it tied in right to what I was thinking about with E, the reset. And um, a lot of times, you know, we hear the radio uh, scriptures, this is me and E like to call them, where, you know, when you become with God, a new creation is born. And times I know I'm just speaking by myself. Whenever I used to hear that, I would think of it the outside, the mind, you would stop thinking a certain way. I never mm -hmm. once paid attention to he was also talking about creating a new heart inside of you as well. Because we did find out in Matthew as he brought us to them from your heart. Like Jesus made it very clear that that's where sexual immortality, lying and all this stuff comes from. So when we got created, he created us with a new heart. So I would like to just throw it back out there on y'all uh, just to go in on a little bit more of that verse. But like how do like first of all how does it make y'all feel to know that like it wasn't just our mind that needed to change but our hearts needed to you know change right along with that okay uh charles i'll let you go ahead and jump on that one uh shoot me the scripture what's the matthew scripture that y'all was on uh, I think it was Matthew 15. Matthew 15, start at uh, where was it? Uh, verse 10. 15 to 10? Yeah. All right. So did you go down to a certain one or it was just that one scripture? Uh, so I went from, uh, we started at 10. and we, So jump down to uh, 17 through 20. That's when it talks about uh yeah 1510 is where we started at yeah okay and then you came on down to 17. yep 17. yep okay well uh i mean man i guess i would say let me just go ahead and read it and i i would just say for the for the sake of you know just our conversation man i'm i'm a person that grew up on uh, you know, King James uh, originally, mm -hmm. and then uh, New King James. But since I have kind of, uh, I guess I would say, kind of come into my own here recently, as far as my spiritual walk, I have uh, really be be began like a love affair with the Amplified version of the Bible. And so, um, whenever I like, you know, post my scriptures online or or whenever I'm reading, that's where I start from. And uh, and so. I'm going to just kind of just read this and just see where it takes us. If we start at verse 10, it says, after Jesus called the crowd to him, he said, listen and understand this. It is not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles and dishonors him, but what comes out of the mouth. This, this, this defiles and dishonors him. Then the, then the disciples came and said to Jesus, 
Do you know that the Pharisees were offered? Do you know that the Pharisees were offended, excuse me, when they heard you say this? He answered, every plant which my heavenly father did not plant will be torn up by the roots. Leave them alone. They are blind guides, <laughs> leading blind followers. If a man leaves a blind man, both will fall into a pit. And then here in uh, 15, it says, Peter asked him, explain this parable about what defiles a person to us. And he said, are you still so dull? And in parentheses, it says, and unable to put things together. And uh, that kind of goes back to that, what I had posted that one day, Eric, like Jesus yeah. was gangster, bro. Like he didn't pull no punches. The dude was very intentional. Yeah. And he also was, uh, I don't think that it was him trying to be petty or, um, you know, talking down to him, but it's just like, man, you've been walking with me for a while. You've seen me do a lot of stuff, you know, and you're still kind of asking some of these juvenile questions. So it's like, when, you know, when will you get it and when will we kind of advance, advance forward? Yeah. And uh, sometimes, you know, you have conversations with people and you think, okay, so, you know, how can we advance this conversation? You know, how do we um, avoid perpetually perpetually operating in a place of small talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like something like this, what y'all doing is y'all advancing the conversation, taking it to a whole next level. And so I like this where, where Jesus, where he's taking it right now. And then in uh, verse 17, it says, do you not understand that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But whatever word comes out of your mouth comes from the heart. And this is what defiles and dishonors the man. Yeah. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts and plans, murders, adulteries, mm. sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slanders, verbal abuse, irreverent speech, and blasphemy. These are the things which defile and dishonor man by eating with ceremonially, ceremonially unwashed hands does not defile the man. Now that right there is powerful. Yeah. Like after he said all that, <laughs> he brought it back around and he says, yo, all these things that you do that you kind of leave yourself susceptible to yeah. because of you not being able to check yourself. Mm. And he laid out, he laid out the scriptures of all the different things. He pointed point by point. You know, it go, if I go back and read it, um, out of the heart come evil thoughts and plans, mm. right? And that can go both ways because you can have evil thoughts and you can also have positive thoughts. Yeah. But he laid out some of those evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, sexual immorality, thefts, false testimony, slanders, verbal abuse, irreverent speech, blasphemy. These are all different things that defile a man. Yeah. And one powerful thing that he said is that your thoughts you got to have thoughts that lead you to murder. You have thoughts that lead you to sexual immorality, that yeah. lead you into these different sins. And you have to also have plans and ways that you put it together and work it out of your mind. Yeah. And that's one that's one main reason why he says in his word that even if you think it in your heart, so are you. Are you? Even if you don't physically put your hands on it and, and execute whatever that thought or that idea is, you still are, are, you know, held accountable for those thoughts and those ideas that you think. But then that thing that's glaring is that at the end it says, but eating with cere ceremonially unwashed hands 
does not defile the man. So that just says, hey man, it's ministry that you gotta go do. Yeah. You know, those those different things that I brought you out of, those things that I allowed you to experience, mm -hmm. uh, those different tests that I allowed for, for you to grow, to mature, to become what I have created you to become. Yeah. It's not just for you. You know what I mean? And I, I had a conversation with a brother uh, um, just this week. Well, I was like, man, you know, I can guarantee you this conversation that we're having and this thing that we're kind of talking through, it's not just for you to get the healing and move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's for you to get the healing and then you go heal and yeah. impact somebody else's life. So, uh, man, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. This is a good topic, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I like to always just kind of get caught up. Uh, so I wanted to read that just so I could be on the same page with y'all. And then, so then, once I kind of add in some of the things that I'm bringing to the table as well, that we don't overlap and stuff like that. So, man, I, I, I would just say, man, that's outstanding. And, um, you know, right along the lines of some of the stuff that I wanted to share with y'all tonight as well, man, that's good stuff. Hey, definitely, man. So, man, like, just, just how that scripture stuff, man, the crazy part is, like, me and Marcus wouldn't even know that originally, and then it just stuck out. It's just, you know, we think that once we get in you know, our spiritual journey and God begins to you know, do work in us and change our life, that it's we start speaking these things, we start speaking God. But then, what it, what are people going to see? Are they going to see your word? They're going to see what's on the inside of you. <laughs> and so, as you're going along your journey and your walk, man, you have to you have to change. And that was something that. You know that point that 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 stuck out to us is that God wants to create a kingdom because what comes out of heart is going to heart mouth like money. You know what I'm saying? I think it was another scripture we were on. He was saying, you know, so you know, just going along this journey. That's something that had to. I mean, here recently, just going through this podcast, I had to check myself and say, all right. Yes, I'm on a new journey. Yes, I'm following God. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to be closer to God and be more like God. But what's on the inside of me? Are people going to see what's on the inside of me that, uh, that, that God came in <coughs> came in to that thing? <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, man. Uh, Charles, man, first of all, man, I, I already know you coming with you coming with God's word. And what you just said was very like we left that like you like you went back on last episode and opened up just something new that fast and I had to write it down. Because I love when uh, I'm um this is the best part of nation out there and brothers out there, why it's so good to have conversations like this because sometimes you miss things that you need to hear that you didn't even read. And you know, we Absolutely. focused on Art and we focused on you know those things that came out of the mind, but you brought back those ceremonial hands, just letting you know God was you know at that time. Sorry, Jesus was just letting us know that this was the ministry that's that He's talking about. You know those things that you went through, it, it's for a reason, and it always goes back. I love how the Bible and God and Jesus always ties back into what they're trying to do. Those fishermen, like your healing is not always your healing, and it's not always for you. Um, your healing is sometimes to heal other people. And there's so many stories in the Bible where, you know, 
Jesus did that. You know, my favorite is the Simon, you know, the Simon Peter story where, you know, Jesus found them and he blessed them with so many fish and Simon blessed the rest of the fishermen that were around. And to me, I just knew Jesus knew that Simon was going to do that. And that's why he chose him because he knew that Simon was going to not just take the blessing and hold himself. He was going to take that blessing and feed others. And Jesus knew already that he had a fisherman hook. So I love how you said that because a lot of times we miss that and we always want to hold our healing in just for us. But the biggest thing is to spread that healing out. And it it, it always comes back around. It, it, it's going to always come, come back full circle to you. Um, so, man, hey, that if, if if you miss one point, point of the podcast, just don't miss that one that he just said. All right. We could have we could have stopped the podcast right uh, it's yeah. just, that's just a big part, man. It's a lot there for sure. Talking about the heart, man, and, and something threw me out, man, because um, when I, whenever I'm going through the Bible, we get a, a, a topic. I just go in, I just start searching words, and I, I started reading from it. So I was searching a heart, and you know, the Matthew verse was the first time that you know me coming up and and my learning was the first time that i thought that you know the heart was referenced but i missed in genesis that god talked about the heart a long time ago and in genesis 6 5 man uh he said something about the heart that like uh like like threw me off and it goes like the lord saw that how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inch of inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was evil and this was way back in genesis that god had already knew and the the thing i highlighted he said every inch like he made us certain to know that like hey it ain't just your left side of your heart it ain't just your right side i'm talking about the entire heart right and he was like every inch is evil and it was just funny to me because You know, we read Genesis and, you know, we think about, you know, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and all of that. But I, like me, I I totally missed this, that God, like, said this word so long ago about our heart that he knew that man's heart was evil. You know, so I thought that was like a real big pullout, you know, from my reading on what we was talking about with this heart reset, that God knew that from so long ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and that, and that's the things, man. Like what scripture that you just said, Jamarcus, man, it, it makes me feel like that, you know, God even knew that I to him to eat, but he also like, that was a big reason why he gave us right. That was a big reason why Jesus died for our sins because he knew the ways of my heart. He knew we were wicked. He knew that. You know, if we didn't, if he didn't do that, my heart wouldn't be changed. You know, so I don't know. Like, so when you were talking about it, it made me, it reminded me of the movie Passion of the Christ. And if you ever seen it, like, as you saw Jesus getting beat and taking the strike, like, it hit me in my heart. It hit me in my mind because, you know, we see violence and everything on TV and it doesn't have the same reaction, but it hit internally. It's like man, like you feel what he gave. You know what I'm saying? And it made you if 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 it, if it got on the inside of you, 
made you want to change what you're doing in your life. And that's yeah. what I was saying that as we're as he's changing what's on the inside, it should move us to go out and do ministry or go out and do and, and give our testimony to others, and that testimony should make them out move. Like it's called the move of God. They call it the slight momentum. It's the move of God. When something yeah. it has momentum behind it. So when God puts something in you or he changes something in you, that heart changes. So every day you got to wake up and, and, and come out here with a new, new a new heart or a new mind of a new heart so that we can go out here and just affect change, you know, because that's the best. Man, that's the biggest thing I took away from everything God talks about in the Bible. It was like he told people with good, like he told people he knew the breath. He told people he knew that he affected big change in his heart because he changed their heart first. Think about uh, what his Paul was on. He was killing Christians. You know, what yeah. I'm every person that he used had some kind of discrepancy. We'll say. Or something wrong that was in them, or a flaw that was in them, but he took that flaw, he changed their heart, and he amplified. And that's, you know, what I'm saying that's like, man, I love that man. Ah, I love what God does. Yeah, man. Hey, that's good stuff, man. Like, like you say, it's a bunch of different ways that um, that we could go with that. But just to kind of keep it a little bit in the same um, in the same vein, since since what we read in Matthew laid out um a lot of those things as far as um you know different ways that the, that uh that you can uh defile yourself mm-hmm. i did want to bring out um colossians the whole chapter three of colossians uh not really any particular verse so to speak but just colossians three it gives you in the same vein as as in matthew it gives you those uh specific examples specific examples of obviously ways that you can defile yourself and things that you need to turn yourself away from. Yeah. But then it also gives you those specific examples of once you experience that heart reset, some of those things that, some of those good things that come out of it as well, some of those benefits. Uh, so I would definitely uh, tell people to go back and, and, and study and just kind of ponder on Colossians 3. Um, one part of it in there, because what came to mind when you when you sent me the heart reset? Um, one thing that came to mind for me was just thinking about the flesh, and almost like kind of like as a you know a part B or whatever to heart reset is like there needs to be like the flesh reset. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so like the first scripture that came to mind for me was that uh, that Romans twelve and two. Um, which is a you know a very uh, very common scripture uh, that's shared a lot in Christianity. Just talking about you know don't be conformed to this world, be transformed um, by the renewing of your mind. Uh, I'm just paraphrasing, but one key thing in there is it, it talks about how if you stay focused on the world, the world consistently teaches us to be selfish. Yeah, it can fit and continue. It continuously leads us to a corrupt nature, mm-hmm. and so that scripture is, is is basically telling us, "Hey, let's turn away from that." Yeah, let's be transformed, and then once we become transformed, then we can have more power over these things. Because what we do is we spend more time now saying, "Okay, what is God saying 
as opposed to, you know, what is my favorite celebrity saying? You know, what is, what is, uh, you know, whatever particular idol it is that you, um, that you are susceptible to, yeah. instead of you being your mind, your, 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 your flesh being subject to what the idol is saying, which the idol is not the kingdom of God or the mind of God, the mind of Christ, anything like that. The mm -hmm. idol is here as a distraction and a trick and a scheme of the enemy to yeah. throw you off course. Yeah. And so that's what it's telling you to do to conform and get out the way of what, you know, get away from what the world is consistently telling you to do and get yourself immersed in what the kingdom of God is trying to promote, which, you know, we have as Christians, we do have to definitely find balance in yeah. these things uh, because there is, you know, uh, there is a part of our faith walk and us and our, you know, passion to share the things of Christ and what he's ministered to us mm -hmm. that can become overbearing. Yeah. And uh, it, you can you can actually, you know, do yourself a disservice by being, you know, too churchy, too antiquated, whatever like that. So you have to have balance. Yeah. It's good to be able to, uh, you know, have an understanding, I would say, and, and not necessarily an attachment to the things of the world but an understanding so that you can be able to relate to people and things of that nature. Uh, but it really just kind of, the thing that rings out to me is be transformed by the renewing of your mind is like a constant and consistent thing that you have to do. Yeah. And in order to get to the point of resetting your heart, you know, obviously that means that your heart has been influenced, guided, manipulated, mm -hmm. um, damaged, That's used, good. controlled, by a lot of things that it was never intended to be impacted or influenced by. And so when we have this reset, we have to truly accept what it's going to take to have that reset um, kind of like take hold, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because you can you can easily say, hey, you know, uh, just like my kids, they play the switch all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll often hear them playing the, um, the Super Smash Brothers game. Yeah. And so, like, my oldest is obviously a little better than my younger brother, my younger son. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be on the game and, like, you know, my son, my oldest son will be whooping up on the baby boy. And then he'll just start the game over. he like, quit and start it over. <laughs> and you'll hear him keep saying, stop resetting the game. Stop resetting the game. <laughs> and, you know, it's a lesson even in that, you know, that you say, okay, you can keep hitting reset. You can keep, you know, you can control all delete all you want to. But if you continue to go back into the game with the same skill set, thought process, mindset, and you're still influenced by those things that that cause your heart to be damaged as it was already, mm -hmm. then there's no there's no real growth. Yeah. And so we got to consistently put ourselves in the face of, man, how do I not only turn myself away from the things of the world that used to have such a hold on me? But also, how do I consistently attach myself to the Holy Spirit and what is teaching, what is saying to me and continue to feed myself uh, with what the word of God says? And um, a big part of that is something just like this. This podcast, man, is having people who have a, a you know, a portion of understanding that's willing to share and say, hey, man, you know, this is some of my experience. This is some of what I learned. And being able to glean from that and take from that what you what you can use and apply to your life. Yeah. And then also go and do study time for yourself and yeah. find out, hey, what's the word of God saying to me as just whatever individual that you may be just, you know, 
seeing this podcast, you know, as it's live or, you know, seeing it a year from now, you know, uh, what, what is the message and, and the things that God is saying to me in my life as it applies to me where I sit here today? Um, so I was just kind of rambling on, man, but there's a couple of things yeah, that came to mind. Let it flow, man. God use you, man. That's good, man. It's God letting me use you, man. Uh, Marcus, you want to take over? You want to get that one? Yeah, man. Um, so uh, Charles said like uh, something that I, <laughs> I was going to touch on, man, because we were speaking about the reset and whatnot. And I was thinking about like, you know, what reset have we had, you know, here recently? And I'm a sports person. So I thought about the NBA reset, right? Like the NBA just okay. do like this big reset. And I thought about the Phoenix Suns, right? I, th- I thought about the Phoenix Suns in this reset. Before this reset, the Suns only had two live games on TV. And this is the only time the world saw this when they were playing somebody else who were, uh, you know, a prime time. Um, proponent the Lakers and the Clippers but other than that no one saw the Suns losses but everybody knew they were taking them right everybody knew they were taking them so yeah, yeah. but in, but in this reset though the Suns went six and oh they went six and oh and they beat primetime teams and they only missed the playoffs by one game but the crazy thing I thought about was you know why did they hit this new thing in the reset like why was it so different from the nba season that just started right it was because you know they came back and they had something to play for or was it you know now they're on on tv or anything like that but it was just like it it was something big because it was like a, a reset that i can like you know literally see and good things happen out of that reset so i i, I thought that was pretty cool that you know the suns were just a t- team that everybody had already written off uh pretty much like ourselves right um i know for myself and and even when you see other things when you're going through so much trials and tribulations you know there are so many people that just write you off they completely write you off right and then when you yourself go through that reset you you your your losses are sometimes not not losses you see them differently now right and um i i just really I really like reference that to the Suns because like they had no primetime games, but in this reset, not every game they played, it was more and more exposure, right? So I, I take that as like fellas, like that's how we gotta be looking at it now. When you're going through this reset, you're gonna get more and more exposure, but it's not always gonna be good exposure that comes with that. Every mess up is now bigger exposures as well in this reset, right? So, like, that's something that, you know, I know I, I went through terribly. Like, um, like I feel like I'm in this reset mode now with my heart, especially. And it's like um, I, I hold a lot on myself when I mess up because you instantly beat yourself down. Like, man, you know this, man. Like, you're reading this stuff and you're yeah. doing all this. But how can you mess up, man, when you just read what you just read and you're going to mess it up? So, like, I, I, like, that is something that, you know, I want to. Like that, even though you're going through this reset, you know it doesn't change. It doesn't change the grace that God has for you. Like you know, that's right. So yes, it's sir. not like now, like now if I know the word. If I mess up, like I'm, he gonna throw me away because now I know. 
Like, no, you know, he, he never said that was going to change. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that, I, I just, you know, I was I was watching, you know, ESPN, and I thought about the reset, and I thought about the Suns, how they turned around, and then Charles, you know, he brought it up with, you know, the video games and stuff like that. And, you know, I just wanted to know, like, when y'all when y'all felt like um, y'all were starting to go through y'all major breakthrough, yeah, like y'all major, well, man, this is it. I can feel it. I can feel the hurdle. You know, how did y'all, like, you know, just for everybody else out there, like, how did y'all not, like, beat yourself down so much? Like, how did you find that time to be like, I'm not going to go back. Like, I'm not going to go back like I did before. Like, this is it. Like, I'm in it to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's... Hey, that was a good point that you brought out right there, man. And uh, that sparked a lot of things in my mind. And so what I will, let me do this first before I actually answer your question. I want to just kind of flesh out that Phoenix Suns thing right quick, right? Because if you think about it, and you're seeing this a lot even in the playoffs now, you think about that bubble atmosphere. And you think about playing, everybody playing on the same two, three courts or whatever like that. It's no fans. It's no kind of like, you know, I'm a person that believes in some of them conspiracy theories with the and with the NBA. You know, it's no like, you know, uh, this team, they got to win tonight. So, you know, make sure they get that call. You know, I believe in some of those things, but yeah, they focus the same point as far as this whole Phoenix Suns thing. What happened with that team, they came back with a focus and a mindset we going out here. We just playing ball, man. We ain't got nothing to lose, yeah. you know. Um, we make it great. If we don't make it, then you know we grew as a team. And you know, I think one thing that that for them was they was able to eliminate distractions, right? So certain distractions that may hinder them when they go to Minnesota on a Wednesday night and it's cold and they don't feel like being there. You know, they they live out in Phoenix. You know, you may not play as well, but when you're in the same environment consistently, you're set apart and you don't have to worry about certain distractions that may have been holding you back and hindering you in the past, you can go forth and you can do great things. Nobody thought that Phoenix was going to go undefeated in the book. You know, I, I, I can almost go, if I go back and look at the schedule and the teams that they played, like them and probably um, the Nets, was probably just some teams that they just threw in there. The Wizards, too. They just threw them in there like, uh, you know, these just going to be some filler games. Yeah. What actually happened is that Phoenix, I think you'll see it when the season come back around, that they're going to be a different level of impact of team because they've seen how, okay, we can compartmentalize, we can eliminate distractions, and now we can go and be dynamic. And yeah. so, you know, who knows? That, that could be the next you know, playoff team coming up, you know, because they were able to tap into something that they would not have previously been able to tap into because of their, their circumstances and everything that was going on uh, before they went into the boat. Gotcha. Yeah, man. So, man. So I take that point, right, since we're talking about the NBA and, um, 
I can tell you that once I started, like I started fasting on September 1st, right? And I basically put myself in a bubble. Okay. Right. So while in that bubble, you know, a lot of distractions, you know, I'm cutting out a lot of distractions. I'm cutting out um, a lot of different things that will take my attention away <laughs> and to, to solely focus on God. Just like right so for me man during the time i've had to, i've had come at me from day one that would to my heart and try to pull me away from the fast or try to pull me back into that distraction as charles said earlier those are tricks and things of the enemy <laughs> right so you know he's hit at my family He's hit at, you know, with my friends, he's hit, uh, you know, in school, different things, distractions, like all kinds of tricks, things that could easily take your focus away. And so just like those guys, just like the Phoenix Suns, they just got in the bubble and they got focused. They didn't, you know, it's something about <clears throat> when you're playing ball and it's just nobody but you and the other team in the gym versus when you're playing on the court and it's the crowd around. You can get easily distracted by what people are saying in the crowd. You can get easily distracted by seeing uh, one of the attenders on the front, on the uh, courts, people sitting courtside, drop the cup on the floor, and now the game is delayed. You know, so yeah. those things that kind of take your distractions and your focus off the game. But now we're sitting here in this bubble. And so what God is, think about this whole pandemic, man. God has put the world in a bubble, right? Mm. And so he took all of us, all these distractions away, being able to escape and go to work, being able to go out to the clubs, get, being able to go sit in restaurants. And, you know, you might have just got away from drinking and now you're going back to the bar to drink. But now God shut everything down. And so he has us in this bubble where he only wants our focus because yeah. what he's trying to get in us is try to change our hearts. And what's going to change our hearts? Hey, we can't have nothing in front of us, man. And so, you know, during this time, like I, I've been tested with my son's mother and, and Charles know about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, relationship, uh, health, mental health, emotional stress. And even just starting to fast, like, I, <laughs> excuse me, I started getting weak on the fast and started losing, you know, some, some strength. But I had to start praying through it. And what I did to focus and to make sure that my heart was being changed the right way was I I, 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 I stood flat footed on the foundation of why I'm doing the fast, what changed, what and who changed my life. And that's how you get through those, through those bubble times, those bubble phases of your life. Like when God, these words that God is saying, just like Charles said, you can hear it from this podcast, but when you get in there and read it, it speaks so much differently because it speaks to you going through or what you may be facing ahead because you got to understand like you may not be in something right now but god is down the road is going to check your heart and he got something that he needs you to do you have purpose you're not on this earth just to be you know being distracted by sexual immortality idolatries and all this other stuff that's not our that's not our purpose here like we're supposed to be ministering and helping each other <coughs> You know, carrying out the word of God and getting into the kingdom and building his kingdom. And he can't build that without with distractions. He can't build that 
without renewing your mind and changing your heart. So, hey, man, hey, let 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 him use you, man. Like when he, those things that are facing you, even though you just started your walk, the same thing that pushed you into your walk are gonna try to pull you out of your walk. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah. And just to kind of take it from yeah. there and yeah. and piggyback, because I do want to definitely. Um, speak to Jamarcus question. Um, you know, I know like I'm 39 now. I'll be 40 in February. And so I think back a lot of times to, you know, time like early 2000s, when it was the time of my life when I was just a wild boy, um, you know, drinking, smoking weed, you know, chasing after girls and just honestly, just being completely driven, motivated, and consumed by my flesh yeah. and those things that I desire, yeah. whether it was from the music, whether it was from movies that I was watching, yeah. conversations that I was having, um, you know, relationships as far as friends and, you know, the opposite sex as well. Um, but I was like, all of that stuff was, I was basically bathing in yeah what's what my flesh wants you know and and so when you think about a heart reset a major part of heart reset is getting as far away as possible as you can from those things that those things that um your flesh is susceptible to right because everybody has a sin nature everybody has the potential and the desire and the want to to sin, and you always gonna have it. It's never gonna leave you. As long as you walk this earth, you yeah. always gonna be tempted by something. Yeah. And so the only way that you can truly execute on a reset is you have to be so committed to staying away from those things that 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 drew you off course in the first place. And so I know for me, when I was when I was in my when I was in my sin totally. I used to always say, yo, like, you know, I'm not going, I'm going to quit smoking weed. You know, like I would say that all the time. Like, okay, uh, next month I ain't going to smoke weed anymore, whatever the case may be. And then it'd be next month it's like, uh, roll up something. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a, it was like this never ending cycle because for me, the problem for me was I didn't get myself out of the weed smoking environment. I stayed in the environment and I stayed close to it. Yeah. And so as long as I stay close to it, the thought in my mind of, of why I did it, why I enjoyed it, all those different things just came back. And I was like, hey, man, you know, what's the big deal? You know, because I didn't I didn't have that thing to attach myself to that was going to be that next level thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so not only did I have the, the thing that I could attach myself to, yeah. but I stayed in that same environment that I was that I was I had a weakness for. Yeah. And so the thing that really helped me to um, overcome that particular uh, stronghold was getting away from the people that I used to smoke with yeah. and getting out of those environments um, so that I could experience life in a different way and, and to be motivated by different things and to have a different voice speaking in my ear consistently. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I take that experience and then you take it to um you know now being 39 years old being an older man you know you have different other little 
vices now as as a as as an older person. You know, I don't smoke weed no more, but you know, I may waste too much time being on my phone on social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there there's good parts of social media, and then there's bad parts of social media. Yeah. And so, you know, if you find yourself susceptible to those bad parts, then you have to do what you have to do to make that disconnection from yeah. those things that challenge you and that you're susceptible to. But also, you got to plug yourself into the to something that's going to keep you motivated and focused. Yeah. And that's one thing that that fast is doing, uh, that it's going to do, one of the benefits is going to come out of it, and it's going to teach you how to stay away from some of those things that your flesh is crying out for mm-hmm. that it don't really need. Yeah. It's just desiring it, but it don't have to have it to operate. Right. And, uh, man, you know, you you motivated me because I had fasted in a long time, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Um, and I was, I feel like I was a terrible faster when I did attempt it. Um, but I do see the, I do know the benefits of it. And, uh, man, I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time and, uh, you know, just kind of writing out what I need to necessarily fast for and what will be the a good implementation of the way to structure it. Yeah. Uh, cause it's definitely a necessary part of, a part of your, your Christian walk, uh, to, to starve yourself from certain things that pull you away. Um, I got a, I don't know if you, I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but, um, right now, one of my, one of my favorite artists right now is this guy named Ishan Burgundy. And, um, he got a real nice project right out right now. It's called Jaffa. And on one of his songs, he has this phrase where he say, burn your idols. (laughs) Mm. And it's like a very extreme thought. Yeah. But it's so effective and it's so impactful, man. You gotta almost become an enemy of your idols. Yeah. Even and it's hard to do because those are things that you like, that you, you know, honestly, for lack of a better term, you love it. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes when you when you turn to it, yeah. it may bring you out of a of another situation. But we have to be very careful because you can you can enjoy and get benefit out of something that you have once made an idol out of mm-hmm. without actually looking at that thing in an idolistic id idolistic manner yeah. if that's kind of the correct term yeah you know yeah. and so man i think that's something that you have to do is you have to take those one point is you got to take those things that attach you to what you don't want to do and get away from it yeah and then you have to also take time to analyze yourself as an individual and say, man, I can't put myself in this particular environment. How can I change my environment? And why am I changing my environment? And then that's gonna help you really um, execute on these parts of the reset that are necessary. That's gonna be beneficial to you. Yeah. So, so. That was a good question, Jamarcus. I like that. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Hey, man. Hey, listen. Um, it was a it was a great question, man. But and you know, he's working like the devil's working right now, and it's it, and it's amazing we're talking about recess because you know I'm gonna be open and honest right now. Like this podcast has made a turn for me and you know how influence on how it's been going and things that's been falling in the lap and i love how this works uh because it's working right now 
like they know what my like he what my mind is right now. Episode was special. Right then we had a you know a special guest on. We have done this podcast. We on episode what 22, 21? 21. We have never had technical difficulties <laughs> like regular stuff. <laughs> and today, because of this word and this reset, you know, we're trying like he's trying to come in and block something. So first off, I'm just gonna say devil get out of my way. And God, I know your word is still getting out there, and I'm gonna continue to amplify it with technical difficulties in the hall. So let me just get that part out right now. But yo, yeah. Charles, um, you you said something uh very good, and I like how you said about removing idols. And then also the environment, um, like, you know, getting yourself out of the environment with the distractions. And I'll go back a little bit on the sons and their resets. Um, like inside this bubble, like you said about, like, there wasn't that many distractions there for them. They, they were only just at the bubble. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they, they wasn't like they was at home with their fans booing team, right? It was just bubble team. There was distractions. The environment that they used to be in Phoenix, they wasn't there no more. So they had like so much to play. I love how you made that, man. And God just gave this to me. And another thing, like, was so amazing about the reset for them was they're already getting talks about their next season because of the bubble they were in right now. Like, mm -hmm. people who have already forgot that they were losing before they came. People already talking about, man, Phoenix good next year. Like, they have already wiped away all those losses that was going on. So mm -hmm. that is very important out there to understand. You know, start happening, people are start forgetting, are talking about the next season. So you need to go ahead and start living right now and in your next season. Like Paul mm -hmm. said it um, in one of the chapters, you know, one of the books, um, that he can't change the past. He keep pressing on. Like, like, like and it took me a long time that I'm a progress. You hear it all the time. I'm trying to progress. I'm trying to whatever. But do we really know the word progressing? And for a long time, I did not know it. I didn't know that meant that, you know, you're still going to have bumps in the road, but you got to keep moving forward. Like, you know, that that's real tough. I know for me, and I've seen a lot of this, like, deal with that too. Um, to stand like progressing, so you know, Charles, that was a real good point about how you said about like removing those idols and getting out those environments and then those distractions, man. Because you know, you fellas, you get it like real life, like we like I was just talking about sons, their team stayed the same, like this was the same, you know, same team, they was just in a different environment. They didn't have distractions of fans yelling and people keep telling them, oh, y'all stuck in all this and stuff. It made a big difference. Yeah. That makes a huge difference, man. A huge difference. Yeah. Uh, what you said was key, too. Uh, you brought out that word progression. Um, that's a key, key, key word. I wrote this down. Um, it, and like I, I, like I keep, t I always harp on that uh, amplified uh, version of the Bible, but like that scripture Romans two, um, when it yeah. talks about when it talks about being transformed, 
one of the one of the little um I don't know what you want to call it, but it's kind of like the little extra credit, the little sauce that they put on there. Yeah. Um, it, it says be transformed and be progressively changed as you mature spiritually. Right. So all of those things, all those things, all three of those things go together. Mm. Transformed is one part. Ooh. Progressively changed is one part. And as you grow and mature spiritually is one part. And all those things have to come together and work together. And so, like, transform, move, get out of a particular environment, right? Progressively change, continue to think about, continue to accept the things that God says and teaches and promises, and progressively continue to think about, man, these things are real for me, too, yeah. and have an expectation as long as I stay the course, yes, it has to work out for me. Yes, God is no respect of persons. It may not work out yeah. for me the same way it worked for Eric. Yeah, but it's gonna work out for me though. Yes, sir. And then that last part, as you mature spiritually, part of maturing spiritually is something just like this podcast. You know, tuning in, hearing what you got to say, or it could just be for you guys. Um, actually activating the things that's happening in your life and talking about it to people and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. So think about how many times you have a conversation with somebody and you could talk to the person for a whole hour and you didn't prepare to talk to that person for an hour, right. but you end up just hitting point and nugget and, and, yeah. and affirmation after affirmation. You just, stuff is just coming out of you. Yeah. And you like Man, where did that come from? Where's the Holy Spirit movement? And so that comes from over time, progressively changing, and then maturing spiritually to understand, hey, God did this in my life, and it was a blessing to me. But let me talk to you about what you're going through, and let, let me help you understand what God is going to do for you, too. He's going to help you transform. He's going to help you progressively change, right? And so, man, that that point that you said right there, that I, I mean, I got it written down here on my paper. I can mm. I can hold up the paper and show it to you. Uh, but that word, that word, progressively change, man, is is powerful um, because <clears throat> we can't just stay we can't just stay where we're at. We can't be stagnant, right? Yeah. We got to continuously grow. We got to continuously feed ourselves. Yeah. So that we can become better, that we can advance and and do good things, right? But also, sometimes we have to have a necessary perspective to understand. Okay, sometimes God may just want to hold you where you at. Yeah. He may he he may need to keep you in a season a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. He may not be ready to move you out of that just yet, because yeah. you may become arrogant. You may become you know full of yourself, whatever the case may be, right. and then he can't really use you the way that he wants to. The test that he puts you through may not actually be implemented the way that he wanted to if he give you too much too fast or he let you out of a situation before it's time and so we have to always that's why it's important to have you know this brotherhood and this connection like this so that we can talk each other through yes, these sir. different seasons man because yes, i know like i know like eric man when you was going through that what you was going through at that time man with your son and uh and your baby mother and everything like that bro like I, I don't remember exactly if if me and you had a I think we did talk. 
We, yeah, we had a hard to hard on that. Yeah, and and it was like, man, I, I was like, man, I feel you, and I understand. I can envision and imagine the weight yeah. of what you're going through. Yeah, and even though I'm not necessarily in that same position, yeah. I could understand, brother, you facing a challenge, yeah. and you're in a season of life, but you're not gonna always be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um. And so, man, I could I could look at you and I could say, wow, man, I remember when this dude was in this one particular season of life. And I'm sure while you was in, you was like, man, let me go. <laughs> let me get up out of this thing right now. I don't want to be in it. You know, yeah. who is to say, yeah. who is to say if you would have ever made your way to where you are right now, yeah. if you would have came out of that season prematurely? Yeah. Man. And so, man, you know, I, I just look at your life, bro, and I say, man, you know, God worked on you. Yeah. He took you through some tests, mm. but it wasn't nothing that you couldn't handle. It wasn't nothing that was going to overwhelm you and take you out. Yeah. But it was something that was necessary so that you could go forth and you could do the work that you're doing now in 2020 and, and walking in purpose and doing what he called you to do. Uh, you had to go through those things. You know what I'm saying? It had to happen and there was no way around it. But while you was in that season, I I have no doubt about it. You was transformed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because of what you was going through, you was forced to progressively change. Yeah. And ain't no doubt about it that you mature spiritually. Yeah. And what comes out of that, man, is a testimony of the life that you're living right now. Well, it's like every time I turn on Facebook, Eric talking about a promotion and, you know, he done that. Uh, you married or you engaged to? Engaged, engaged, yeah. Engaged, yeah, you know, found this queen. You know, like, just all types of things just popping like popcorn in this man's life. But a lot of it is because he was in that incubation stage and he learned and developed himself while he was in that stage and in that season of life. And now you come out of that and you're now like a fully grown, mature vessel that God could actually use to impact people, man. And um and that's a that's a that's a beautiful thing in and of itself and that inspires me uh being where I'm at. And God be the glory for all of that. Absolutely. So, I'm I'm gonna say this to Marcus and I'm gonna let hey. you have it. Let yeah. you have it. <laughs> um <laughs> so when Charles, when I was in that season, man, when I was in that season, man, Charles uh the conversation me and Charles had, man, he just don't know how, how much it impacted me, man. And uh, it was rough. It was some rough days, man. It was, you know, I was in that, in that storm and it seemed like it was never going to end. And I'm still, I still have little waves of that storm or little pieces of rain of that storm even today, but I'm able to handle it a lot differently because of the transformation, because of the change. Like, when I was talking to Charles, like a text message, man, I would be 38 hot. And because of the, mature, the maturing in, in the progression and the transforming in that, man, like now I'm able to, you know what, man? Hey, man, I'm still going to pray for you. And I, I rebuke whatever that you're trying to send my way, my way but I'm going to have to get into that, that back and forth argument with you. Like, yeah. you know, and you know, when you're walking on this journey, man, the, the number one phrase people going to say to try to pull you back is, well, I thought you was getting closer to God. 
And it's like, all right, devil, really? That's what you're going to do right now? But you have to understand, like, as you're maturing, man, and as God is resetting your heart, man, <laughs> you see it totally different. You see it so totally different. And, you know, to God be the glory, like, Charles is, I just went down memory lane with Charles when he was talking about that. And I remember where I was and now I, where I am now, you see nothing but the progression of what God can do when you allow him to come in and you just trust and believe in his word, man. And you dive into your word and really get focused on what he would do, what he's saying in the word, man. And you'll see the, 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 the change. Like I haven't looked at my life outside looking at my life, but what Charles just said was, man, God has truly worked on me, man. And, and it's, Everything that I've attained, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a newfound relationship, because I thought I was done with marriage at that point. But, <laughs> you know, God said, I got purpose for you, son. I got more plan for you. I got plans to prosper you. Plans to, like, I, I got blessings so big that you don't even have room enough for. And Amen. that's because I changed had to start in my heart, man. So, man, hey, Charles, thank you for that, man. Like, man, to God be the glory, bro. To God be the glory. Man. All right, Jamar, go ahead. So listen, bro, I got two things to say. Charles, man, thank you. Okay. Yeah. First of all, all praises to God and, and glory to him. But I want you to know that that talk you did for him touched me. And I'm going to give you the story on how that happened. And, and this okay. is for honesty, because like you said, our walks through, walks through paths, a testimony for somebody way down the line or somebody else. I came to San Antonio off of, uh, I just got promoted. You know, when God blesses us with things, we stop attention to God. God be there like, are you, I know you're not, you blessing the blessing more than you blessing the one who blessed you. And that's where I was. Like I got blessed by God and started paying more attention to the blessing that he gave me. And I took my eyes off the blessing. And, you know, God, was he kept trying to tell me, hey, man, watch what you're doing. And he would give me hints. I wasn't paying attention and he pulled that tablecloth right from under me. Took away that took away that promotion that I got of what I was asking for. And it almost tore my family completely up. Tore my mm. family I'll be completely honest. On the breakthrough, you know, losing my wife kids. And I'll I'll, you know, I'll be completely honest. I was on the getting to San Antonio with a new place, environment changing, but my mind was still not here. Like there was where I would wake up and be like, I don't know why I'm here. Would it be better if I'm not here? There, there were times like that. Until I met Eve and heard his story of how he told me about one day he had a dream of his flesh burning and how all of these things he went through. And I was like, how is he getting this? Like, and I got, I was raised in the church. It was so far away from it at the time, but his testimony, E, I've told you so many times coming now, boy, the thing that you did, those things that you went through wasn't even for you. Those were for you to tell me those same Bible verses 
that got you through what you went through that Charles told you in those conversations. Like God saw something so far down the line, like, you know what? I need to get East strong because somebody about to come to him mm. that needs him. Man. Man, like that y'all just had was it's amazing because look how it worked. It worked like it was like just boom, boom. Oh, you thought this was for you. This wasn't even for you. That verse wasn't for you. It feel good for you, but it ain't even for you. This is for you to give this to this young man that's about to come up to you struggling. And man, that mm. is just like so amazing, man. And it ties me right to like one of the last things that got me. Everybody knows how Genesis worked. And we talked about Genesis 5 and how God saw that, you know, human heart was full of evil. And he said, forget it. I'm about to wipe off everybody. I'm flooding this thing. Noah, get your kids and your family and two of these animals are flooding. And he flooded the earth. The verse in there after the following, um, 821, when God came back and said to his own heart that he never would the ground again. And because of the human heart, even though he knows it's evil, fellas, I'm telling y'all, and I had to recognize this, God is only going to flood us with grace because no longer is he sending waters. He just sent Jesus. That's the last flood that came, man. That's the last flood that walked the earth was God, was Jesus. And he did something for us. He opened up people like Charles. He opened up people like E. He did all of this for people like me. And I'll be honest with y'all, man, I am so thankful and grateful right now to be on this, to watch how my, my reset unfolded. And it's because of these two people right here. One of them that I just met and like, you know, I just met recently, but Charles, I just met this man today. But this is a reason why my heart reset has started. And I'm forever thankful and grateful for this because this, this, is, this is miracles right here. Yeah. We read about them in the Bible, but these are miracles that are happening right here in, you know, today's present time. And I'm just, man, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I feel the Holy Spirit right now because I never knew these backstories. But now I know these backstories on how he got touched and how he brought my life. And I tell him all the time, like, boy, you got an anointment on you. And I'm telling you, when you feeling weary, like you, you, you was a fish and you found me. Like you found me. So man, like you know what I'm saying, God be the glory on this man, because this this absolutely this is this is big, man. This is big. I'm so thankful, man. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yeah, it is that man, God works like that, man. Um and that's one one way of knowing. I remember when um and I don't, Eric, man, I don't know if you talked about this or not, but like, you know, we went to the same church and, um, you know, I don't remember exactly where you was at at the time when everything kind of came to an end as far as my time in that house. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I started to come to the realization that my time there was uh, expiring. And um, I remember having a conversation with my uncle, who was like probably one of the biggest influences in my life. And... I heard people say God is sovereign my whole life. You know, I've I've heard that word and you know heard different scriptures and references to um, how God is sovereign and in control and everything like that. But I never. He told me to study it. That's what it was. He told me to study it for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. 
one thing that he said to me that I never forgot was that he said that God already knew that this was going to happen. Mm. And that's something that has stuck with me throughout my life, man. The time I guess it may have been like five or six years. When I have different situations that I go through, tests, uh, frustrating moments, uh, different things that happen. You know, I just always think to myself, like, man, God is sovereign. And he knew this was going to happen. And there's something that he's doing in this that we can't see, we can't fathom. You know, like, how, how, how would I know? It's 2020. Yeah. You know, how, how would I possibly know that, you know, um, I, you know, I got bounced around to a bunch of different positions in that church, mm-hmm. you know, from being a youth leader um, to, you know, working with the men to, um, you know, working in a deacon's ministry. And, you know, I didn't have no kind of credentials for none of those things. Really not no desire for any of those things either. But I was open to, man, let me be used by God, you know. And I have no way of knowing that a conversation that I have with this man that, you know, I'm basically, you know, just to give the backstory, like I'm being told, like, you need to go talk to this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know him. I don't got no kind of relationship with him. Like, no connection to him, but it's just like, that's kind of like an assignment that I was given. Like, you need to talk to this dude. Like, here's a little bit of his backstory and what he's going through. Go talk to him. And so I don't really got nothing to go off of other than just my life experience. Yeah. But it's just, man, it's just how God works, and he's so in control of everything yes, that he would anoint He yeah. would anoint me and use me in that situation to have a, and I, I, I promise you, I can't think of it being more than just, like, us having a conversation and connecting. Yeah. And then he could hit me whenever he wanted to, text me, whatever, and I could just give the man what I, just whatever came. Yeah, it wasn't like I had no no scripted plan of how it's going to impact Eric's life. You know what I'm saying? It was just a very organic thing yeah. that has developed into what it is now. But who knows that? Who 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 would possibly be able to imagine that a Jamarcus Collins from wherever Jamarcus Collins is from would be impacted and his life would be changed mm. out of a conversation that I got told to go have? You know what I'm saying? That was a point. Like, you know, that's just that's just something that lets you know just how sovereign God is and how in control he is. Yeah. And how he got this thing a hundred percent scripted out, bro. Yeah. But if you keep your mind focused yeah. on him yeah. and not focused on the world, then you can you can actually go and do and be something great and impactful. Yeah. If you let people, if you let the world tell it 2020 is the worst year on the face of the earth and, you know, it's all bad and everything has just been a complete disaster. Yeah. If you come and sit with me and talk with me, I will tell you, man, 2020 has been a pretty good year. Yes, sir. I've been able to save like I never saved before. Yes, sir. I've been able to be ahead on paying my rent like I've never done before. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like who... Who would have thought that in the midst of a pandemic, I yep. wouldn't lose my job, stay wow. working, you know, be in a position where like I got my October rent paid for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not nothing that I would have been have been able to do if the world was open. Yeah. You know, 
So there's been some things that came out of this, you know, and, and, and it's it's been some challenges as well. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been all good. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of forced me into a place where I can slow down. Um, I can I can take my health more seriously. I can be more consistent in my running and exercising like I wasn't able to do before. And so I can, you know, kind of develop myself as an individual, but also do some good things. So I, I'm not one of those ones that's a part of that testimony that says that 2020 is the worst year. Uh, you know, my heart's still hurting and I'm still grieving over my man Kobe. So um, you know, that's that's something that, that we'll definitely I will never forget this year for, for that reason for sure. Um, but as far as this whole pandemic thing, I mean, that's just, it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, I look at it and I say, man, God is in control. Yes, he is. God has a, a purpose for yeah. what he's doing. He knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And for people yeah. that actually take it for what it's worth and continue to grow and develop and mature. Yeah. It's a lot of people, man, that's, that they life is better because of what they experienced and, and the way things have kind of been set up over these past couple of months. And they actually put themselves in position to springboard out of this into great things, man. And so, um, you know, I, all I can say at the end of this is really just, man, to God be the glory uh, for that testimony of, of how this thing kind of came full circle uh, for the three of us. Yeah. And then it's just an indication of, man, there's a, there's a you know, a Jamarcus Collins by another name. He may be somewhere in, in you know, who, who knows? Yeah. That's going to be impacted by wow. Jamarcus Collins and his efforts and his yes to what the, what God has for him to do. And him him actually saying, let me go and be a man of purpose. Yeah. And so, man, that's inspiring, man. That, that means a lot. You know, uh, it's not the first time that I've heard something like that, but every time you hear it, it's just like, wow, man, you know, I don't take no credit or, you know, no accolades from it. Yeah. I just say, man, to God be the glory for the things that he has done and the ways that he has just put things in order. And then to see the manifestation, to hear the manifestation of it, man, it's just, it's amazing. It's mind blowing, man, to think of what God actually allowed to happen that came out of something for me that was very, very to be quite frank and honest with you, it was very you know, trivial, and I wanted to give the man the best of what I had at that moment. Yeah. But who would ever know the impact and the the lasting, you know, um, remnants and effect that it would have? And that's that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it is, man. Man, God be the glory for that, man. Uh, ah, it's just like when you're walking in purpose, man. And you're doing what God want needs you to do, not what you want to do. And, you know, just like uh, Charles said, you know, God called him to do something that, you know, he didn't have credentialing for. And that was one of the things between me and Tamarcus was like, yo, we don't even know. Like we we had to, you know, we, we, we quote the Bible or quote scriptures, but it don't always be correct the way it's written. But the message still, you know. <laughs> It's through, and uh, that was one of the biggest hangups for for us. Was like, no, we we don't really know. Like, we're gonna have to have the Bible right there so we can read these scriptures. But nevertheless, man, God God is doing great work with this man, and to and to him be all the glory, man. Uh, Absolutely.
man, this one, I knew this one was going to be fire, but I didn't know it was coming with this kind of heat, man. I did not. I did not, man. But, Good stuff, man. Yeah. So Marcus, close out, bro. Hey, Bro Talk Nation, man, another good one, man. Um, very, very, very grateful to have uh, my brother Charles on, man, who left us with so many nuggets, man, so many nuggets. Um, I got a page full of notes, um, even notes over the last episode. This, but uh, a whole bunch of nuggets, man, and I just, you know, ever grateful that God uh, blessed us and brought him on his word today. And, you know, just to close it out, man, I just love to talk about um, how, you know, Charles talked about how he was, you know, didn't think he had credentials and me and he didn't think we had credentials. And, you know, sometimes that's just how God works, man. He looks for the underqualified to put you in an overqualified position. Wow. Why? Yeah. He can get all the testimony. testimony. That's it right there. He's qualified for We will take all. So, like, like, uh, man, I can't explain how important these talks are. Like, fellas, you know, for your mental health, for your spiritual health, if you don't have nobody to talk to, man, you, you got to find a group of, of brothers who are dedicated to progression, trying to better themselves so that you can get these talks out in a judgment-free environment and grace, but also be set, set right. Be set right because, you know, you want to be, you want your brothers to hold you accountable and know that it's all out of love. Man, I Forget for your mind. They're, they're good for the soul, man. I, I know I'm going to bed tonight feeling really good, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to thank God in my prayer all night, man. So once again, fellas, that's all I got, man. Charles, thank you again, my brother, coming on and just, I, I mean, blessing the whole podcast. We could have shut it down after like the first 15 minutes you was done talking with that first nugget, but it was so many more. I have to thank you again, my brother. God be the glory, man. It was a pleasure and an honor for sure. Definitely, thank man. you guys for the invite, man. This is this is this is good stuff, man. Hey, anytime, man. Be ready to come back though. <laughs> just, just give me the just give me the heads up, man. I'm down. I got you. Yeah. Bro, so, hey, man. It's been a great one. We love you guys. And, um, hey, man, let God use you. Let him work in you. And just say yes to him, man. And everything that you're going through right now is definitely going to work out for you. So be blessed, man. Peace.